the time has come for the big reveal of our first game on Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hello and welcome to Cheerful Ghost Radio. I'm Tim and today I'm pleased to announce that I've scored an exclusive interview with two up-and-coming game developers ready to announce their new game. Today I'm joined by John Dotson and Travis Newman. Hey everyone, John Dotson here, and I'm really happy to finally be able to record this episode because it's an important event for Cheerful Ghost. Today we're announcing the title of our new game and going to be giving you an exclusive first look at the game in your mind, because this is audio, obviously. I encourage everyone listening to this to get hyped for our first game, Tale of the White Wyvern. Tale of the White Wyvern is a love letter to DOS and BBS games of the 90s PC era of classic games such as Adventure, Zork, Baron, Realms Elite, and Legend of the Red Dragon. Tale of the White Wyvern is a mud-slash-mini MMO where you can play with your friends on Cheerful Ghosts to race to kill the White Wyvern. Along the way, you can fight to gain experience, level your character, and challenge other Cheerful Ghost players to be the top adventurer in the realm. Tale of the White Wyvern is being built from the ground up to be an incredible experience and playable anywhere on your phone, tablet, and desktop browser in the same way that you enjoy Cheerful Ghost today. Whoop! And all of it is going to be free. Wow! All right, gentlemen, thank you for uh, taking this time to sit down and tell the, the Cheerful Ghost community about your new game. Uh, what made you guys want to start designing a game? Well, John sent me a text, um, I don't know, a couple months back, a few months back with the idea for this game, and I just kind of fell in love with it. I um, had never you know, done anything past web development in terms of design, and he wanted to make this a web-based game, but kind of an homage to the early 90s game and I thought that sounded like a really cool challenge and something that would be a lot of fun to do and it really has been it's been a lot of fun to kind of try to evoke those same feelings of DOS games using a web browser and it's it's been a lot of fun yeah and I want to like virtually pat Travis on the back here because he's done an amazing <laughs> job I remember you know one one night he's like okay I pushed up my changes you know uh to the game, it's sort of, you know, I got it, you know, to look kind of like, you know, game would on DOS. And when I played it, it was like I was transported back to the 90s. He's done such an amazing job. I, like we're going to show some screenshots and reveals later on and that kind of thing. But um, you're all in for a treat. If that 90s era is something you love, that old DOS era, like this game is very much in that z- zone. So for me, I think I've always wanted to make a game, right? I've been... I've been designing games since I was in grade school, right? So I'd have, I'd grab a piece of butcher paper from the teacher and I'd start writing, like designing Zelda levels, designing Mario stages. So I was always designing games when I was a kid. And then 
when I first learned how to program, I was putting games like I was programming games in basic, right? Really simple games. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember this is so cheesy, but I remember as a kid learning basic and there was this one really simple game that I made, which was kind of a Street Fighter clone in text, <laughs> right? Where it was like, <laughs> how much attack power do you hit um, Raiden for or something like Blanca or whatnot? And I want to play was like, this game. You should release this. <laughs> it was really simple because if you hit a number that would, if you typed in a number that was over 50, you'd kill him. And if it was under 50, he'd kill you. So like, that's really cheesy, really easy to do. But for a kid, it's, it's magic. Right. And so I've always wanted to make games. And so, um, now's our chance. You know, I just felt like this was a really good time to do it and that kind of thing. So. All right. Why a BBS style game? I love the retro game community um and i'm gonna sort of step back and say that i'm also a 38 year old husband and dad now with a job and i still love playing video games one thing i've sort of noticed is that i still love playing video games with my friends but i don't always have time to do it so i kind of wanted to make a game that fixes that so there's always going to be like CD Projekt Red and Bethesda making epic 60 zillion dollar 60 zillion hour epic single player games. And I honestly hope they don't stop making them. But and because those games are fun and secondly, people really love them. But that said, as a huge fan of those kind of games, I have less and less time to sort of play them. And when it comes down to choosing to spend some time with my family or sitting down to craft some daggers in Skyrim or whatever, you know, I'm typically going to pick time with my family. So my son, he's now two and a half and it's like a really great time. You know, he's he's a really cute kid. Plus, there are lots of other things out there like Netflix. And because of that, I don't have like six hours to dedicate to an epic gameplay, you know, session like I used to for those kind of games. So um, I also don't always, you know, have time to schedule playing games with friends online, that kind of thing. So I wanted to make a game where you can play together and you don't need to be online at the same time to do it. And I also think there's some room for bringing back the older style of game with a new flavor. And as a huge lover of, again, the retro game scene, and I really want to have our first game exist in that space. And so specifically a BBS game, for me, they were a fun kind of magic gaming experience where you'd sort of dial up to the BBS and play for 15 to 20 minutes and interact in the game with your friends. So we're aiming sort of Tale of the White Wyvern squarely in the text-based mini MMO arena, where just like other awesome RPGs, we'll have a deep set of lore you can unlock over time, uh, level up your character, and have fun with your friends. And so at the start, it's going to squarely fit into the 10 minutes or so of your day slot, and hopefully you'll want to kill the White Wyvern and make it to the end game a couple times. So for me, like the BBS era was was were, were, those games were always rich in terms of your what you could do and gameplay and that sort of thing but you also play them with your friends and then they focus squarely on that you know time in you know that sort of gameplay time that fits for me and where I'm at right now right cuz I cuz I can't design Skyrim right now I could never play that game right so I don't know that's kind of what I think about it yeah and I think the the kind of like I said in the previous answer the limitations of the, making this look kind of DOS like or it's kind of refreshing in the same way that something like Shovel Knight, you know, it harkens back to a certain era. And that's, that's really awesome. And the way that we've come up with the, the um, multiplayer portions of this, uh, you know, like John said, you can play with your friends like days apart. It doesn't have to be, you know, right there at the same time. We've worked in ways to interact with people in various ways that I think you'll like a lot. 
All right. Next question's very important. Sure. While playing, will I likely be eaten by a Gru? Um, yeah, I'm going to add that as a, <laughs> as a character <laughs> you can find in the game after you mention it. There's actually a couple things you said in here. And I'll talk later about something that I like a mechanic that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The answer is yes. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next question is for Travis. Travis, how did you come to start working on the game with John? And is he forcing you to do so against your will? Blink twice for yes. I'm not sure how you can hear blinking over this. So, you know, we don't have a video component. So you're just going to have to imagine that I'm blinking or not and make up your own mind about it. Really. I don't I don't know how to how to convey that. But no, no, John, um, John texted me with this idea and asked if I would be a part of it. And, you know, like I said earlier, it was a really great idea. And I am so glad he did because I'm having a lot of fun with it. He is not forcing me, I promise. <laughs> sure he is. All right. Do you guys have a target <laughs> release date? <laughs> um, we do not. And so I, I originally, when I announced the, that we were making a game, I didn't even talk about the name of it. I said it's going to be by the year, by the end of the year. Um, so that's kind of what we're targeting. I think that's entirely likely to hit that. Um, we don't have a target date. What Travis and I just did uh, the, a week ago, this is, and then my family got sick, so I have not really spent much time on the game because a barfing little two-year-old is not really a situation where you can do a whole lot of stuff. Um, we have a fixed amount of stuff that we're going to launch in the game now. So we had a we had a couple hours that we talked about, you know, okay, you know, based on where we what we have right now in the game, what would we want to continue add to it? What do we want to refine? What do we want to, you know, have the launch look like? And so we sort of agreed to that. And I think based on that, there's a really good shot. We're going to get it by the end of the year. So I don't have a target date in mind. My thought, though, guiding into it is I want to make sure that if we ever have one, we are absolutely going to hit it no matter what, if not be early. So I think that what that's going to entail is um, a lot of Travis and I making absolutely sure that we can hit that date, because one thing that's really not that I think is refreshing is meeting a commitment that you make. And that's why we're sort of not making one like specifically. But I think it's also something that we're taking on, you know, to start. And this is kind of how I'm thinking about it. But I think our first game should be achievable within a year or less. And it should be pretty small, but also rich enough that people have a lot of fun. So I think that one downfall of some early developer, you know, game developers is, you know, just a, a whole lot of ambition. They don't know how to cut the game down to release it. So that's one thing that's different here. For instance, I've had a lot of time as a developer. I've been a developer professionally for 15 years now. Not to brag, but it's just like that's just my job. That's kind of what I've been doing. Um, so I've kind of done stuff like this before. So I kind of haven't, you know, thought to how long it would take, but. No, the answer simply is no, we don't have a target date. And when we get one, uh, we're going to be 105% sure we're going to be able to hit it no matter what. I don't know. What do you think about that, Travis? Yeah, I think we've done a really good job of kind of uh, like setting our roadmap well so that we've got kind of clear goals to hit by the end of the year. And then, you know, maybe more will come later after our initial release. But uh, our initial release is going to be a solid set of features. Yeah. And I also want to say that 
Travis and I both have day jobs. So the only reason why we wouldn't hit an end of the year target is because something came up in our lives that like that we just couldn't do it. It wouldn't be because we don't want to or we don't have the passion to do it. We absolutely do. But again, we got to put food on the table and the couple subs we have in Cheerful Ghosts really don't do that yet. So um, that that would be the only reason why the date would slip that I could see. So. Is there going to be any uh, playable early builds like a beta test that maybe like some community insiders, you know, may be able to jump in early uh, asking for a friend here? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> the answer is absolutely yes. So um, the first people that are going to get a crack at that are going to be everyone who's supporting us on Patreon. So those are going to be the first people that are going to crack at the beta. Um, also, other people on Cheerful Ghost. Um, as well will be like added into that um, based on, you know, like how long they've been around in the community for. So I might know someone in the podcast that might be able to get a part of that beta. You know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but right. the answer is yes. <laughs> All right. You mentioned in your original announcement that community interaction is going to be very important. How will players be able to interact with each other? I think one thing that's really important is going to be player versus player stuff. So if you want to sort of interact with the game in that way, you'll be able to, you know, sort of duel other players. And we're going to talk way more about how that's going to work later. But I think that's one thing um, that, you know, you should you should have yeah, that something you can look forward to. Um, there's a lot of other stuff that I kind of want to talk about later. But I think that the PVP system is something that people are going to have a lot of fun with. Really, I just want to know, am I going to get ganged by some 12 year old while they tell me they've had relations with my mother? You know, like every other online game. (laughs) Uh, The answer is, yeah, you're totally might get ganged by a 12 year old. Um, But as you've been as you sort of read this question, I was like, yeah, I don't want a 12 year old to say that they've had relations with your mother. So we'll design stuff to make it specifically so they can't do that. (laughs) But um, but also I like taunts, but nothing like that. Um, so I, I think it's funny cause we're going to be doing a review kind of like a first thought of apex legends. And one of the features in apex legends is the ability to ping, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you can turn off, um, voice chat if you want, but then you're the people in game can ping really well. And based on what you ping and how you ping and stuff, it'll say, Oh, there's an enemy over there. Or there's ammo over there. Or there's an item right there. Right. So I think that that's really cool. Cause then you can avoid sort of the, the 12 year old, you know, s- slamming you, you know, if you want. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of something that we could do here, you know, in Hearthstone, you have the idea of taunts, right. Where you can, um, you can say hello or greetings. So I think that if someone PVP kills you, you can select from a standard set of taunts um, and still get that taunt flavor, but then not have someone specifically uh, insult your mom. And the next thing that I'm going to be working on is uh, somehow to make the um, make teabagging conveyable via text so that people won't lose out on that ability. They can still teabag you when they kill you. You know, I was thinking about that. That's really funny, Travis. Um, we could have one of the taunts be like as he drinks some tea and dunks a bag of, into it or something. You know oh what I mean? God, the yes. Tea. yes so hilarious. it's like an illusion to tea bag. Like he's got a <laughs> yeah, cup and he dips that the bag one of the taunts could just be like ASCII art. That's a tea bag, like a literal tea bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's funny. I like that. <laughs> All right. This next question is for John. John, which Star Wars film is the best? And why do you think it's Phantom Menace? Um, okay, so uh, I don't want to get lost in the weeds on this question, but 
Uh, I, again, I just think that Phantom Menace is the strongest of the prequels, original prequels. If we're considering Rogue One and Solo, that's a different movie. I think it's probably Rogue One is the best prequel then. Um, and it's funny because when I think about the best Star Wars movie, I don't know. Uh, whew, I don't know. Probably the original Star Wars, but it's not the Phantom Menace. Uh, I love how everyone misquotes me here. Please don't stop. <laughs> all right earlier you mentioned that this game will be playable via phone now i i have a hard time kind of picturing how these like old dos style games are going to work on a mobile could you tell us a little more about that yeah uh one benefit that we have with this is that since it's so heavily text-based that a lot of the work to make it mobile friendly is already just kind of done by the fact that it's all text um, you won't get the like. It won't feel as much like DOS because you'll be playing it on a phone and you're limited there a little bit. But like all the stuff will be collapsible, and we're going to be adding in some, you know, padding and bigger clickable areas so that you can like play it easily on a phone. Uh, there shouldn't like like I said, you won't be able to get the full DOS flavor because you just don't have enough room like that. But it's still going to be very very DOSy. It's going to still have the same kind of text flavor everywhere. But yeah, that is one of their really big priorities is making sure that it's playable everywhere. As I was talking to Travis, if you can't play this game on the toilet, we failed. So (laughs) um, and also but I really don't want to like lose the fact that um, there's going to be some desktop browser only features that you're going to have on this game. It's not going to matter too much if you're on a phone. Those features wouldn't even matter to you. Uh, I'll talk more about those later, like in a later reveal. But this is going to feel like a good game in all of those contexts. And I'm really happy that we sort of f- figured out a lot of that, those mechanics early um, because the game's starting to feel really good. So. All right, guys, it's rapid fire question time. I'm going to list off some potential features and you guys can just tell me if they'll be included with the game. All right? Ready? Go. High def graphics. Well, I mean, like the fonts are you know, very crisp on a 1080p monitor. So, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you could you could scale this up to 4K, 8K. You yep. know, it'll look it's going to look great. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first, fellas. 8K graphics. <laughs> Microtransactions or in-app purchases. Okay, so I'm gonna, this is a fun, fast one, but I'm going to actually take a little bit more time on this one. The answer is yes, but you're never going, but not in the way that you think, and it's never going to be pay to win or pay to advance. So um, yes, and but not in the way that you hate, and it will be cool. And if people, yeah, it, yes and no is the answer. Motion controls. I guess you have to push buttons and you have to use motion of your fingers to push those buttons, right? That's motion controls. Sure. All right. Pre-order bonus content that forces you to buy the game from a vendor you don't want to. No. All right. What about the ability to buy a sense of pride and accomplishment? Let me just say that, like, if you name your character Luke Skywalker, you can play as Luke Skywalker from the beginning and you don't have to buy the sense of pride and accomplishment. It's just right there for you. Will there be VR headset support? If there's a in if there's a web browser in your VR headset, then yeah, totally. I don't know. Is there? I, I don't have a VR headset. <laughs> I'm not sure. So um, yes, yes, the answer is probably yeah. 
I mean, I think the PSVR, you can access the, the browser on the PlayStation yeah. Yeah, using the headset. So there we go. So, hey, I think I'll be able to be play this on my PlayStation. Then if it if it works, I'll have to give it a try. All right. Um, are there going to be any bonuses for the Triple Ghost Patreon members? The answer is yes. And this is something that I talked about earlier in the rapid fire, but I want to like absolutely nail just to make sure there's no confusion here. It's not going to be pay to win. Okay. Um, It's going to be what every it's so tale of the white wyvern is a free to play game where you're going to be able to get in game cosmetics. Okay. Just like in other free to play games. And since it's a text based game, they're going to be text based cosmetics. And I don't know, we might be the first game to ever do it, which I think is going to be really amazing, right? Um, and yeah, no, there are going to be certain kinds of fun features and customizations and that kind of thing that, uh, and just in terms of customizations and unlock, you know, um, sort of trophy-based unlocks that you'll have um, and that, that members will have. For instance, one thing that we're thinking about doing is, I don't know if it's going to get be in 1.0 or 2.0, which is you can customize your name and select like some colorization options for members and stuff like that. Again, it's, it's, it's our way of saying thank you to the people that fund the site. Um, and it's not meant to give anyone a power boost. It's meant to offer someone some customizations to their characters to differentiate themselves from people that are playing the game for free. Although this is the first game you guys have developed, it's not the first game that Cheerful Ghost has published. Uh, John, you worked to uh, help publish the game Starship Rubicon on several platforms, including Steam. Will we see any more games published by Cheerful Ghost? I think it's a possibility, but not right now. I, I think that just focusing specifically on our first game is where I want to be right now. And I don't know how to split my time to publish another game. I think there's a world where we do one of the, one of the reasons why we're making our first game in this way actually is because one of the things I realized when we published Starship Rubicon was that it was one of the biggest things that we've ever done. You know, it's some of the most attention we ever got as a website um, and that kind of thing. And it, and it was really great to create something that people loved playing one of the, and that was really great to sort of help, you know, work with Wick and bring that out there. One thing that, um, <clears throat> I noticed as part of the tale of those kind of games though, is you launch, uh, a desktop client based game or whatnot, and then you have this initial interest and then over time it sort of wanes off and that kind of thing. What I like uh, with this kind of game that's, you know, a multiplayer game that people will be playing is that, you know, the tale is longer. I, I'd like people to play it longer. I'd like people to have more of a re- like relationship with the game. And so Travis and I are talking about how we can get people more, uh, get people into it through uh, updates and that kind of thing afterwards. But I think that um, hopefully the game has a longer tail and that it's something that people will, you know, come back to and sort of have fun with on Cheerful Ghost for, for a while. Can we expect more games developed by Triffle Ghost in the future? So I'm going to give a super duper vague answer here because and the reason why I want to do that is because I don't want to set up anyone's expectations and then not hit it. Right. I, I know what it's like to be a fan and like, you know, be like, oh, I'm really excited about this thing. And then it doesn't happen. And then you're really disappointed. So I just want to say that I've had a really I've had a lot of fun making Tale of the White Wyvern um, and 
you know, it would be really great to be able to keep doing this until it's not fun anymore. And so it's a lot of fun right now. So we'll see. Um, we'll see where we're headed. Um, that could be exciting. I think that could be potentially really interesting, but nothing to announce right now. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show and thanks for listening.